This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. This is Behind the Rose, where Bachelor Nation meets country music and everything in between. Here's your host, Blake Horseman. All right. Thanks for joining us, guys. If you're listening to Behind the Rose podcast, I'm Blake Horseman here with my buddy, Eric Bradley, and special guest, Adam Doliak. Thanks for joining us, man. Happy to be here, man. Yeah. How you doing? Awesome. Doing good, man. Appreciate you sitting down with us. I'm sure, you know, this is a weird time, so thanks <laughs> for taking time. You got yeah. a lot of time on your hands, I'm sure. Yeah, but we're not Zooming, which is awesome. We're, we're in person. <laughs> we are. We are in person. Six feet person. apart in person, yeah. but in person, which is great. We got to make sure we say that. We are six feet apart right now. <laughs> for sure. Definitely six feet apart. Yeah. At least six yeah. feet. Yeah. Awesome. So, um, so yeah, I, we were trying to think. I think we did a little Zoom how long ago was that? Like two months oh, ago. Yeah. yeah, did like a little Zoom for yeah. us. And yeah, you performed for us. So that was pretty yeah. awesome. That was amazing, actually. That was actually really fun. There was, what, 25 people on the Zoom? Yeah. Uh, and I hadn't played a show at that point in months. So it was kind of like a show. <laughs> it was kind of like a show for me. Uh, hopped on there and played a couple songs and, and got to hang with everybody. It was really fun. Yeah, that's such a didn't think about that. That was, was Stagecoach like, Weekend. Yeah. yeah it was that's right. Little, yeah. It was yeah. a Stagecoach yeah. replacement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. So, so how, because... How do you and Eric really know each other? Through Eric. Through Eric. <laughs> Me and Eric know each other through my manager is also Eric. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. um, you guys also did, and I'm sure you know, obviously, a lot of my audience is Bachelor Nation. You guys. Oh, I had did. no idea. Is that, uh, no. <laughs> what are the odds? <laughs> you guys did the famous um, video together, which is pretty cool. We did. Colton, Colton and Cass, and, and Eric helped set that up for us. Uh, Eric and Eric helped set that up for us. Um, <laughs> And yeah, that was kind of my introduction to Bachelor Nation, which, as we know, is some intense fans. We've we've I've met a lot of cool people through through getting introduced to that. So um, that was really cool. It, it kind of happened. Uh, it was just kind of a hey, would this work? And before we knew it, they were flying to Nashville to shoot the video. It's always funny to me because you know they were on the Bachelor and. I'm an up-and-coming artist kind of situation. We're like, would you want to be in this video? And you would have thought by their response that I was I was letting them be in the video. It was like, it was like you know, they were so excited about it. I was like, this is awesome. Um, but, you know, with the song, and they kind of felt like it was their story. You know, as you are very familiar with, you kind of get famous in such a weird way. And I think one of their things was to play out scenarios which they could have met like in a grocery store where instead of being on a television show, they like to act, they, they were acting out stuff like that. So that's what the video ended up being. They were, they were kind of daydreaming meeting in a, in a grocery store. Gotcha. Yeah. I was going to say, the video is awesome, man. It's been obviously yeah, super thanks. successful and everything. Yeah. It's yeah. awesome. So, and I remember when it officially dropped, I guess we're cool. And I remember seeing like all the message boards and all the Instagram and I was like, everybody, in the- so it was pretty cool to see. Cause there's been a few bachelor nation people. I feel like in a couple here and there. Some videos here and there. Yeah, the I think ours is the best, though, personally. By far, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> Eric, you had a part in that, that obviously, that, that video, too, right? That yeah, was- Eric had reached out, wanting to, to gauge the interest of getting Cass and Colt yeah. in, involved in it. And, yeah, t- took took the idea to them, and they were all on board, like Adam said, and yeah. they were really excited about it. And I know Eric and I, we were shooting around the ideas. I can't remember the original concept. Um what it was at the time. Cold, or Cassie was the star. Yeah, it was. Yeah, oh, Cass was the star. Cass yeah, was that's the right. Star. Oh yeah. And then, uh, and then, like with that, you know, the supermarket aisle. It's like, you know, it was a perfect idea of having, you know, Colton the checkout boy, and you know him on the cover of the magazine. And yeah. Lost in that daydream. That was just an incredible idea. Yeah. Yeah, it's cool. Glad. It kind of turns at the end of the video where you don't know 
you didn't know that was the case the whole time, yeah. you know, which is cool. So what was the like original, what, what did you write famous for? Was there some kind of like, I wrote famous. So I'm walking around life just everywhere I go as a songwriter, listening for anybody to say anything that I think sounds cool. And I mean, you could say something in this podcast and I'll probably grab my phone and write it down and then maybe not even tell you about it. Cause I, then, I, then I have to put you on the song. But so this particular case, there was, uh, my little brother was in town. He lives in Mississippi and, um, he was, I think it was his birthday or something. And we were taking him out to dinner here in Nashville. And, uh, me and him were already ready waiting on my girlfriend McKinnon to come down. Uh, and she came walking down the stairs and this was back when we first started dating. So he had never really seen her really dressed up before. And she's kind of a tomboy type anyway. Um, so he turned around and he goes, damn, you look famous tonight. And he said that, and I know the story would be way better if I was telling my own girlfriend that she looked famous, but, um, he said that and I loved the angle of making, you know, the crowd or somebody else that's not me singing the song feel famous. And so I wrote that down. I think I wrote it the next week and before long we put it out and the whole thing with Colton and Cassie started cause they had posted on a road trip. They just posted a video of them in the car uh, listening to Famous and they, they, they go we don't know the words yet but we love this song and they're just grooving to it and so we kind of kept in touch on Instagram since that that's and cool. that's kind of how it all came about yeah that's like, I mean, a great song that's a, I like that too like damn you look famous that's, a yeah. Guy. that's really yeah it's like a pickup line yeah, a yeah. exactly my, my yeah. brother was telling my girlfriend a pickup line yeah. and yeah. I wrote the song yeah, Blake's going like, to use that on Broadway tonight <laughs> yeah you, feel free feel you're going to be next to me and you start singing <laughs> yeah <laughs> That's perfect. Yeah. Uh, so, I know you, how. What is like? So you wrote. You've written a lot of songs, right? You've been. Yeah. You've been out. Yeah. You've been out there around. You know, writing songs. I think. But I read before you were a hell of a baseball player. I read this. Yeah, I, I, yeah, played in the College World Series, which is, it, it's kind of uh, a whirlwind that I ended up in Nashville. So I, backing up a little bit more, uh, in high school, I played golf. So I quit everything when I was 12 to play golf. I decided I wanted to play golf in college, did that. Um, and from 12 till 17, I played every weekend in golf tournaments. Me and my dad would go travel. And I got a full ride to play golf in North Mississippi my junior year of high school. Accepted it, told the coach I was in. He was paying me over a full ride. I was, I mean, it was just like a dream come true. And the first day of baseball season, my senior year of high school, my friends talked me into playing baseball. So I was at a little, I was at a smaller private school and you can kind of get away with that sort of thing. You know, you're not having to go try out to make the team. And I was always good when I was younger. I just kind of quit caring about it. And they talked me into playing on the, the day of the first game. So I walked out three hours before the game hit a couple balls, fielded a couple wow. balls, and started in a game that night. And I was just thinking it'd be fun, you know, whatever, I'll play this year. And had a good year. Southern Miss is in the same hometown that I, that I grew up in, so they're the only school that even knew I was playing baseball. But they were top 25 in the country, and I'm, you know, I was 6'4", left-handed, and had a really good year all of a sudden, and they offered me a baseball scholarship. Two weeks after I graduated, I think. And so I have to call this golf coach and be like, hey, man, I know you don't know that I play baseball, but I'm going to take a baseball scholarship instead. And uh, I'm so happy I did, though. I figured I could play golf till I was 90, and I, I do. I still play all the time. Same, sure, yeah. yeah, I mean, it's turned into a once-a-week thing in Nashville, like, whether it's a business meeting or just for fun. And um, So that's kind of what led me. My roommates all play guitar. Um, that's where the first time I picked up a guitar was probably my sophomore or junior year of college just in the house still never had a lesson i just taught myself and yeah yeah all my musical influences kind of come from those 
four or five years in college, which they were all listening to, you know, John Mayer and Dave Matthews Band and Amos Lee and Need to Breathe, all that stuff. So okay. that's where a lot of my stuff comes from. That's pretty cool. So what's what uh, what scratch you? What's your handicap? Are you scratch? I was. I, what scratch am I? The not scratch kind. No, I, I was scratch. Uh, I'm probably six or seven handicap now. So pretty good. Man. Yeah. It's some days it's better. Some days it's worse. Yeah. Freaking golf. I'll tell you what. Ooh, I have I have a good golf story for you actually. Oh, I'm in. Yes, let's hear it. So back to my girlfriend. Her dad is a big golfer. Plays every day. Last week, he made, on a stretch of three holes, and I don't know that anyone's ever done this. I have looked it up and haven't found it. He made three eagles in a row. Holy cow. And has four witnesses. Like he oh, made, really? So he even witnesses and everything? Witnesses. He made a three on a par five, a hole in one on a par three, oh. and a three on a par five, and three holes in a row. Wow. I, so, I don't think I've ever heard of that. Anyone out there, if you've ever heard, I've never, we're trying to get it on the golf channel. Just a little <laughs> little 15 minutes of fame for him. Yeah, you know, he deserves it because, I mean, that's that's crazy. That is crazy. Yeah, every, you know, everybody listening, hit us up. I want to know if anybody's had three eagles in a row. And no lying. Yeah, no lying. <laughs> yeah, you, you need, need a witness. witness. You need <laughs> at least one witness. <laughs> that's a pretty cool story. So, because my next question, you kind of touched on this, was where do you get a lot of your, I guess, inspiration? Like, what kind of music do you listen to when you're not listening to, like, country, if you will, or something like that? Um, a lot of that stuff I just kind of mentioned, uh, John Mayer is probably who I have the most vocabulary of in my head. You know, I've listened to more John Mayer than anybody else. I think he's just so cool and timeless. It never gets old. You just keep listening to it, you know? Um, but him and Gavin DeGraw is a big influence of mine. Some new guys I've been liking, um, you know, I love the, I love the Sean Mendez, I love that kind of thing. And I also love, there's a guy named Patrick Droney. That's an up and coming guy that I really like. Um, it's all, it's production. Production kind of goes a little outside of country, but then I get back to country with writing. So I, I like first guy I ever fell in love with was hearing Chris Stapleton sing just a microphone and a guitar kind of situation, you know, and voices like that. So I, I kind of take the, the style, style of a, of maybe a pop song and then the style of a country vocal and, and lyric and put those two together. And that's kind of what I've been trying to do. Yeah, I was going to say that's, yeah, because that's, I guess that's kind of what I imagine too, because your, your song is, they are country, like at the heart of it, that is yeah. country, you can feel it in there, but it's got a cool like pop, you know, spin to it. And that right now is obviously like really, really popular right now. Yeah. 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 And uh, you've got Neon Fools video here dropping soon, right? Today. today. Oh, did it drop today? Yeah, yeah it, it dropped, dropped like, like an hour ago, two oh, hours ago. ago. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> okay. Just, Just came out. out. We, we did, did uh Neon Fools was the follow-up to Famous, and it's we had to do a bit of a quarantine-style video. It's a performance video, so it's basically just me uh, playing piano and, and singing along, and there's a bunch of really cool neon lights. Uh, a guy named Alex Avga did it. He's, he, does, he does all of Kane Brown's uh, video work, uh, which is really fun. I've been wanting to work with him for a little while now. Yeah. Me and Kane are good buddies, and I've watched everything that he's done for a couple years now, and he's great. In fact, he sent us an edit, and we didn't even change a single thing. We are just like, absolutely, go with it. it looks, <laughs> lo- looks great, which doesn't happen a lot in the music world. We're always yeah. changing stuff. So he killed it, and uh, yeah, it's out today. Awesome. So. I'll tell you, so everybody go listen to it. Go watch it. Um, I'm going to have to go watch it now because I knew it was dropping at some point, but I didn't know it was like right now. Yeah. That's pretty awesome. Cool. Cool, cool. Um, so you kind of also, I mean, you touched on your girlfriend quite a bit. Uh, how did you two meet? We actually met her on the Zoom that night. Yeah. yeah. She, yeah, she was yeah, there. She, we're at, yeah, she popped in. We were at mom and dad's house, my, my parents' house in Mississippi. Yeah, they were sleeping. They were sleeping right above us. Um, we met actually, for everybody listening, we're on 4th Avenue. We met one street over on 3rd Avenue. Um, she, there's used to be a, a studio called Aurora, which was like a 4k, um, you could go play acoustic shows in there and they would stream it 
live, which man, I'm thinking if they would have had this during COVID, this ironically, the business went out of, it went out of business about a year ago, but if they could have just held on until now, it probably would have been awesome. But anyway, she was the event coordinator and this is, this is quite the story just to warn you. So I'm, I'm a hopeless romantic and I needed a good story to meet somebody. So this was, this was it. Um, I was, I think it, it was Thursday night and I went out, I got dragged to a show um, she was the event event coordinator for the show. And so I walk in with a couple of buddies and I knew like three people there. One of which was Stormy Warren, who is the host of Sirius XM, the morning show on the highway on Sirius XM, a good buddy of mine. And so I see this girl, which was her McKinnon. And, uh, I had found out her name, which I loved her name, McKinnon. I'd never heard that name before. Um, turns out her whole family is named McKinnon. So now I know a lot of people <laughs> named McKinnon. Um, so I walk in and, and so I'm trying to get, you know, just basically figure out if she has a boyfriend or what, you know, who she is, whatever. And I saw Stormy talking to her. So I walked over and I was like, Hey Stormy, who's that girl you're just talking to? And he said, Oh, her name's McKinnon. You'd really love her. Bad news though. She's got a boyfriend. And I'm like, damn. All right. So, so we were to leave and I, I was like fighting the urge to talk to her the whole time. I still wanted to walk over and, you know, drop the line of, yeah. I've done my research. I know you have a boyfriend. I just wanted to tell you you're beautiful. Just, just, just wanted to tell you in case it works and you say something back to me, you know. But I didn't do it. I walked back in like I think two or three times to act like I was going to pee to try to run into her and didn't ever run into her. So then we left and I'm sitting outside and one of her friends came walking out to our group of guys we were with with these brochures and it's really her friend was like super awkward she's like sorry we can't let y'all leave without handing out these brochures or blah 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 and we're like all right we already left though <laughs> we're, we're outside um should probably do this at the door next time uh anyway so i was going to throw mine away and i looked down and there's a number written on the back of my brochure and so i turned around i'm like do y'all have numbers on yours they go no and so i got back in touch with stormy and i'm like hey is this her number he goes yeah that's her number and so to this day, and so I texted her that night and, and I told her, actually, I kind of made a bold play. I said, I was flying out the next morning and I was like, Hey, I was there all night tonight. And obviously she knew who I was cause she, her friend actually brought her number kind of against her will. Like she knew she wanted her to do it, but she, she brought it out. So anyway, I texted her and I said, Hey, I don't want to talk to you all weekend. Like, I just wanted to say, Hey, I'll pick you up Monday night. Oh, what a line. I just did that. That's maybe better than you look famous. That, right? that is, that is. Um, because I, I'm a big, I don't like, I've gotten into trouble before texting somebody for weeks at a time before actually meeting them or getting to, or knowing what they sound like saying stuff or something like that. You get into trouble. So I was like, I don't want to do that. I'll pick you up Monday. And I did. And we, God, we moved in seven months later together and just, I mean, fast. Yeah. Just idiot kids in love, you know, so. Fools in love. Yeah. Yeah. Neon fools in love. That's there it. See, there's a next song too. I'll pick you up Monday. Like that's, a, that's a good song. Right? Yeah. I'll pick yeah. You up Monday. That is a cool story. Wow. And so how long have you guys been together total now? Uh, right about three years. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. So you've been together three years. Yeah. I'm getting some, a little bit of pressure. No, I was just about yeah. to yeah. say that. <laughs> I'm to pop that question. Yeah. I'm getting a little pressure. I'm sure you are. Oh, that's great. See, I'm, I'm a bit of a hopeless romantic. I was before the show. The show kind of. Oh, I can imagine. Yeah. I can imagine. Yeah. So, yeah, it's like now I'm like. See, I'm so much of a hopeless romantic that I kind of feel for everybody on the show. Oh yeah, I mean the emotions are very real and all that's real. But then you leave and you're like, like oh, you're not gonna take me on a helicopter day through Thailand, like. <laughs> you know, it's yeah, like and yeah. you can't. You can't. I mean, I've never been on the show, so I can't. I'm speaking from no experience, but 
I've always said the same thing you just said. I'm like, you can't train your brain to go back to being. Obviously, you're not broke after you're on the show or whatever, right. but you can't train your brain to go like go back to being broke kids going on first dates and you know just normal just normal life stuff. It it's just so it's, it has to throw you off. It is a weird. Yeah, coming off the show, it's definitely weird because especially when you fall in love in that environment, you know, and then you kind of go back to like real world more or less. Yeah, and, it's also, it's like, well, and almost how how would you not? I, I know myself. I, there's no way I wouldn't fall in love in that environment. So, but I would probably fall in love with half of the girls. <laughs> so that's literally what was my problem. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> that's I mean, it's, it's, well, it's exactly what got him crossed up by last, this time last year. Because I am, I, you know, I am a hopeless romantic, and so I'm kind of one of those people who like I, I do fall fast and everything, and so it is. And that environment's like it's good for like the producers because they know they can give you, you know, it's like one of those. Right. For me, it's like going in. It's like, uh oh, here we go again. You know. It's like, <laughs> So, you guys get ready. I'm going to be some great television. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, keep that camera pointing. I'll cry a couple times. <laughs> Freak out a couple times. But, oh, um, man. Yeah, that's a weird experience. But that's a cool, that is a really cool love story because, yeah, hopefully one day, you know, away from the show, I'll have a story. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We got a good story. It was it was important to me to have a good story. Mm-hmm. So I'm glad. And, uh, take it. She's been an inspiration for all your songs. And all your songs. Yeah. She has. Yeah. She has. She sometimes, <laughs> it's funny. I, I I write songs. There's this one song in particular that I I wrote for her. That's it's called the singer in the song, and it's very. It kind of lets her know that they're all in a way about her because you know a lot of times I'll come home and she has green eyes, and some songs will have blue eyes, and she'll you know she'll be like, oh, who are you, who are you writing about now? And she doesn't she doesn't quite fully understand that. And to her credit, she has to see me on stage with people screaming at me all the time. And so she doesn't quite understand all the time that I'm a storyteller as much as I'm a songwriter. Like everything's not exactly something that's already happened. It's just inspired by maybe a feeling that actually happened. You know, the stories or the eye colors or the, the hair color is not always exactly what it is. So I have to, I had to kind of teach her that, you know, like it, it's just not just because it says that doesn't mean it's about exactly that. I've never really thought of like being in, you know, like the wife or the girlfriend or the fiance's shoes when, like, the, you know, the songwriter is writing about, yeah. to, you know, another, who looks like another woman, but really it's her they're writing about. Oh, her. yeah. I never really thought about that, actually. Like, how that could play some insecurities, for sure. Oh, man, and it goes further than that. I mean, you go, like, you know, there's there's cheating songs, there's mm-hmm. sad breakup songs, there's, so, you yeah, you have to get it. You can't think of them all as about current, current life, you know. Yeah. I always say, write songs, I, I try to write songs about, either feelings or moments more so feelings that way they can change meaning so like in you know if you write write a song today in five years it can mean something completely different but you're just kind of experiencing the same emotion as you were back then instead of pinning a song to a person because if you you know if you pin a song to a person then then you they go south with that person (laughs) then the song kind of goes south with it you don't you don't ever want to use it again so you can't even like sing it the same yeah it's not even fun to sing or anything so i try not to do that makes sense Yeah. yeah absolutely Hey guys, real quick, I want to talk to you about Care Of Vitamins and Supplements. I've been taking these vitamins lately, and I don't know about you guys, but when I go to the store, you walk down an aisle and there are different vitamins and supplements and all kinds of things, and it can be really confusing. So the cool thing about Care Of is it's hassle-free vitamins and supplements delivered straight to you. So your recommendations come in daily, individually wrapped packets that are perfect for getting back into a routine. You go online, you take a five-minute quiz, It asks you questions about your diet, lifestyle, and health concerns to help address your specific wellness goals. So for me, when I went online and did this quiz, basically it said that I don't take enough dairy, so I have to take some calcium plus vitamins. I don't get enough fruit 
in my diet. So I have to take some B complex vitamins. And then also it says for me, the best kind of protein would be the plant-based protein. So I would get the plant-based protein in the mail, as well as my B complex and calcium vitamins, all individually wrapped for me each day. Care of products are formulated with good for you, clean ingredients that are backed by science. Care of is super transparent about the research and sourcing behind every one of their products with extensive info available on their websites and fun, informative content on their social pages. So if you want to get some care of vitamins delivered straight to you for 50% off your first care of order, go to takecareof.com and enter code BlakeH50. That's 50% off with code BlakeH50. Go get you some care of vitamins and supplements now. All right, now back to the pod. I want to touch base because so I'm a big, I don't know if you did watch like, you know, Paradise. Oh, you said you didn't really watch the show. I haven't watched before. a lot. I've, okay. I've, I've checked in here and there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I feel yeah. like that's kind of how everybody is. Well, we have some of, some of his new merch over there. We'll Males. give you one of those nice crop tops to say crop we met a stagecoach. Oh, I will absolutely see. rock a crop top. Oh, for sure. Yeah. It's extra small. Yeah. So, um, yeah, obviously. Uh, we'll Paradise. get a picture in that later. That'd be good. <laughs> Yeah, I'm going to hold you to that. Damn it. Damn it. It matches the outfit, though. Perfect yeah. you got on today. Yeah. <laughs> First time I put on jeans in months, by the way. I know. Honestly, they're they're kind of cool. jeans. Yeah. They, they ripped getting into the Jeep earlier, but, you know, oh, well. It's fine. <laughs> um, so, obviously, yeah, Paradise was rough for me. We'll just say that. Um, and I went through some stuff mental health-wise and everything because, like, it was really hard living in the public eye. And it was a quick – we kind of talked about it before, you know, we got on mics was – it's a very fast, like all famous, like you're famous. Yeah. Very fast. Yeah. Um, and I feel like you've kind of had, had, I know you've probably put a ton of work in on the back yeah. and everything, but it seems to happen for most artists. Like kind of as all of a sudden happens, like you get a hit, you get a couple of hits and it just happens. How has being, you know, kind of in the, more or less like in the public eye or this suddenly people start to recognize you, people know your songs, people like, how has that been for you? Well, I love it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I want more and more of that. That's just kind of how I'm, I'm kind of, it's kind of weird. I, I think in my mind, I want to be the cool, the quiet guy in the corner that no one knows is there. But then I get mad when, when no one knows I'm there. You know what I mean? <laughs> I can totally relate. It's like, I, I, and Blake, I, will, Blake will attest to that. Yeah. Like I, I want to be that person, but at the same time, I'm like, why don't they recognize who I am? You know? That's so great. Um, but no, I've, I've loved it. And it has it. I think yours is a lot more of a fast thing than mine was. Mine was, I, I did get into music later and I'm very lucky to have the success I've had so far already. But, um, and famous was the first thing that really kind of took off in, in a famous sort of way for me. You know, that was definitely the biggest song I've put out. So, but the, the rest of it's been, you know, we were playing 200 shows a year on the road and it, it's, you know, you're meeting people kind of doing it the, the groundwork way, doing it the hard way exactly, and yeah. meeting people, making fans that way. And then you get lucky and have a song like famous that, you know, uh, reaches i don't know it's like 50 or 60 million streams now and it's just one of those things that pretty much anywhere you go it's people if if you're a country fan you probably know the song which is cool so now we're kind of in the stage of uh everybody knows the song not everybody knows who's singing it so we're trying to catch up on that side you know so uh but it's been great and i i welcome you know i always i never get mad when people come up and want a picture or anything like that i Maybe one day I'll get mad, but I, I can't really imagine doing it now. It's a cool thing I always say when people, because people always ask me, like, how do you feel when people come up and take pictures? I'm like, there's a handful of people in the world who just make people smile by taking a picture with somebody. I'm like, I'm never going to take that for granted. Like, that's a cool that's thing. That's a cool thing. Exactly. I say that all the time about, uh, like, Taylor Swift. Whether you like her music or not, she always, like, she'll just go running in the park and find a girl and take a picture with her. and Make her year. You make know? her like, life. Yeah, you know, life, that's incredible life. for that's her. A really, It's a superpower. Like, it's a really cool yeah. thing to be able to do. Exactly. Uh, do you remember... 
Because you, you kind of talked about how you put in a ton of work, and I'm sure you did. I mean, 200 shows a week. Do you remember, like, that first time you heard your song on the radio? Like, what that feeling was? That had to be yeah. an amazing feeling. Yeah, I do. It was actually so, well, there's two of them. One, one would be, like, FM radio with Famous was the first time doing that. and But that was that was with, like, uh, I forget. I actually don't remember what city I was in. I was with the radio reps. The one I remember was Whiskey's Fine, which was the first single I ever put out. So it was... 2017 and i was in uh florida down there perdido it's in between gulf shores and and pensacola right in that little area have you ever been to the floribama i have not actually okay so i I grew up down i mean that's that was our summer vacation so we were down there um and this was on uh satellite sirius xm radio and i had just become uh they do a thing called a highway find and which is a really really big thing especially as an independent artist when you get that it's just like fine it's kind of like the same thing as it's the step like famous did with the in this world it's the same step as for an independent artist like that and um yeah i was in i was in the car with my whole family which was really cool so i had i think we had like five or six people in a four-seater car we're like really really scrunched in there um and whiskey's fine came on so that was cool i got to hear it with everybody that had kind of helped make it happen in the car you know your wild mom started crying yeah you know freaking out that's pretty cool uh so how is like quarantine going have you been writing songs how's that been going for you have you been kind of it's been good and bad it's been bad on the momentum side you know i just it's first of all it could be a lot worse I'm, i'm better off than a lot of people i've talked to which i got lucky with you know we were able to sign a record deal and famous kind of did its thing before all this happened and i can't imagine if we were you know halfway through a record deal trying to get the paperwork done and then it hit and then they were like you know what never mind we probably can't do this right now that would have been really really heartbreaking so I, i'm really happy that happened but once you sign the record deal, you know my first song famous was the first song to go to country radio fm radio terrestrial and so the way that works is you basically do what's called a radio tour and you go to all these stations and play for them meet them uh you know sometimes you'll do a show and 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 it exchange for that they kind of add your song to the station and that's kind of how you work the song to radio and there's 150 stations and we probably only got to do you know 40 or 45 before all this happened Mm -hmm. so just from a momentum standpoint of first single it's already hard to have be a new artist at radio but that that was a that was a big downer that way but other than that um it's been fine i've been able to write pretty much every day i'm writing more now than i was before the quarantine um and then on the you know, the time with, with friends and family, you know, like, I think we've, we've stayed at my parents' house for like three weeks over this period, which I normally go once a year, you know, and McKinnon loves it, you know, yeah. I'm, I'm home every weekend, so that's, that's a nice change for a little while for us, and, uh, you guys still going strong, sometimes I can ruin it, <laughs> yes, it can, we were talking about that earlier, uh, no, we're still going strong, she is a, she's always been a big, big quality time person, so, it would it would go it would have gone south the other way if I, if I wasn't if I wasn't home. So she's she's got it going. She's got it going the way she likes it right now. <laughs> she might let you back out on the road. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm leaving in the morning, so I was just yeah. Say, you, yeah. You're headed to Iowa. Yeah, going out to Iowa. Um, we have a show this weekend, so we we normally would never leave for one show on the weekend, but we we miss we miss our fans and and the stage. Is so it we're, a full band or yeah, full band, oh, whole production, good. everything. Um, it'd be interesting to see what, what it looks like. Um, I know you were talking about, you did a couple of shows yeah. that actually had 
cages around the tables. Like it's <laughs> legit cattle cages around it, like cattle fences around. I still, the I still think that my idea for you to do a music video and just just raging like on stage music video yeah yeah, yeah while well, everybody's peacefully seated at their table out in the crowd that'd be great oh, man. so you're gonna have to let me know how that goes because i mean everything seemed to have opened up and now things are like people are like a little scared again so it's gonna be weird yeah we we were doing we're gonna do a couple shows down at floribama actually oh, yeah. um i know the owners of, of floribama are like really dear friends of mine so we're going down for like 10 days next week i think for the fourth and all that stuff and we're playing a bunch of acoustic style shows but maybe, they just announced we'll, today the the we'll head down there. Y'all should yeah, head down. For real. We're looking for something to do next week. Come down. It'll be it's, it's awesome. We'll find you a place to stay. Um, they're the owners of the floor band, but they can do whatever you need them to do. Um, but they just they just shut down the or they closed the bars in the whole state of Florida today or something. So I think they're going to still be open as a restaurant. So it'll work for us. But it'll be interesting to see. You can tell that people are kind of getting back to being. Everybody was kind of saying, "Okay, we're fine," and now we're getting skittish again. Yeah, exactly. So we'll see. A little scared, yeah. Okay, well, I'm glad you're getting back out there, though. At least I'm sure that'll be nice because I'm sure you're missing it. It's a rush, yeah. man. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure. Like, I'm sure you miss well, it. Well, it's just yeah, it's a way of life. It's yeah. like it's. I've been doing it every I don't know last six years or so every weekend, and then it just you just stop like. And abruptly, like abruptly, yeah, yeah like super. Abruptly. The last show we played was uh, the Ryman here in nashville so that was pretty i mean that's, that's incredible a great one to go out on yeah i was just gonna say yeah, i mean it was it was a really awesome show and it was obviously a nashville show so it was the first time my whole label got to come out and and see a show um it was really great but at the same time you're like <laughs> it, it's like a great one to end on but it leaves you no place could leave you wanting more or more oh, so you know good. so it's just like man but we got lucky i think if it would have i think it was a wednesday night and if it would have been Thursday, it would have got canceled. Oh, wow. It was, so it was literally the, right the last there. moment. I mean, my grandmother was even there. She came. Oh, wow. Yeah. She would have definitely not been able to leave the house. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, man, I appreciate you joining us. And right before we kind of end this, we decided, you know, I we planned. So this whole podcast, you know, we're going to have obviously it's going to be some Bachelor in here and there. But we want to really focus on musicians and everything and up-and-coming legends, all the, everything in between. Um, what do you kind of want like your legacy to be in country music or not maybe not even in music just in life like what I guess are you trying to achieve is there you know a goal in mind or anything like that well I have lots of goals um, I mean there's lots of physical goals there's like you know like I want to play stadiums one day I want to grow that that side of things um, there's a lot of it's just kind of I think music I've always been the type where you uh I just kind of like we were talking about a bounce from golf to baseball to music and I kind of got tired of things and I think music was you can never really reach the there's always something more to do yeah. with music so there's a lot of goals that way I think one big thing for me is I've always tried to be really close with fans coming up I think like in person or on, on socials whatever it is um, having the power to make somebody's day or change like we were talking about earlier I think that's really cool and something I would like to be known for. I always hear these stories of Garth Brooks and Kenny Chesney and these big guys that have the means to do just such cool things and they actually use their platform to do those cool things. That's something I definitely want to do. And then musically, um, I just want it to last. You know, I think I think music is, especially, it's, it's kind of like here and gone, a lot of artists right now. You know, there's not a lot of, uh, Kenny Chesney's and, and Blake Shelton's and stuff coming up. It's kind of like this song's here for half a year and then they go away. 
I would just like to make stuff that means something to me. And, and, and 20 years I'll go listen to and still think it's really good. You know, that's, that's like a big check that I, I like to have before I, you know, we release a song is, will this still be good in 20 years or am I just liking it right now? Does it, does it actually matter? Um, cause I think anybody can make that, that music that, that works for two weeks. You know, I think, I think if you make some stuff like the Eagles made, that'll be good for literally ever. Yeah, that's, that's, that's yeah. what it's about. I was just about to say that. So I'm a big classic rock guy. And yeah. I love sitting in a bar or somewhere with somebody and a, a song, you know, a classic song that I know comes on and they're like, Oh my God, this is a good song. Who is this? I'm like, that's ACDC. Or you know what I mean? Yeah. That's like, yeah. From, that was like 30 years ago. You know, People don't know. No, People no, don't know exactly. now. It's crazy. Yeah. I, I remember, uh, who was, I think it was Kanye West had Paul McCartney on a feature. He put him like to play guitar on one of these songs. But you, I was reading through the comments and they're all like, that is so sweet of Kanye to have this new guy on his song. And I'm just like, you gotta be kidding oh, me. That makes me so parents, sad. parents do better. Like do your job, play yeah. your kids some music. Um, but yeah, that's, I think, and, and my main goal in life is to do what I love forever. And that's luckily what I get to do. And so, keep doing that always enjoy it and and uh you know just make sure there you can get even even in something you love you can get to where a point where you don't enjoy it and that's that's one thing that's one thing i always try to watch out for and and try not to get to yeah i mean if it becomes i guess you know too much of a job yeah yeah we can't be having a real job (laughs) 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 well awesome man i appreciate you joining us and everybody listening out there uh he's gonna be big time so keep an eye on keep an eye on adam it's going to be awesome to, to watch you, man. Yeah, thank you for that boat of confidence. <laughs> thanks you got for, my boat, man. <laughs> thanks for having me, man. Awesome, that means awesome. everything to him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thanks again, man. Thanks for listening, everyone. Be sure to follow our Instagram at Behind the Rose Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe, comment, like, and give us all five of those damn stars. Behind the Rose is recorded on site at the world famous Grizzly Rose or wherever we happen to be. See you next time, Behind the Rose.